Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. A very nice and wild edition of Believe in Betting Ally. This is episode 69. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can follow me on Twitter at smaxwell713. We are on the Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-V.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. My co-host, Chris Lewert, you can find on Twitter at Lou Mandingo Rock. How are you doing this fine evening, Chris? I'm doing quite well, um, despite uh, what's going on in the world. I have a rosy outlook. I'm like the stock market. It doesn't matter what's happening out there. I'm in here placing bets every day you're making money every day yeah, making <laughs> making fat stacks so, uh, <laughs> to hell with everything else right compound uh, interest if, the, if that was only a real thing in, in gambling in addition to the stock market uh we could probably do a separate topic on that another time second podcast on that but for the time being we are believing betting la and this is going to be a heavily football wildcard edition weighted uh, edition of this podcast Again, this is the Believe Podcast Network. You can find us on Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. There's a podcast, I promise you, for everything, every passion that your heart desires. And we are available wherever you choose to get your podcast from. That's iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. So this is our second football season, Chris, in the books. We're going to recap with how we did this year and our, our kind of our thoughts in general from the season that was 2020 and, of course, the 2021 postseason. Before we do, I want to talk to our friends over at Bet Online, of course, this week's sponsor, as always, by Bet Online. The NBA and college basketball are back. The NBA playoffs are here, Chris, and we're going to talk about that further. With everything going on, you better get on to betonline.ag. You can Put a bet on the Lakers to repeat as champions. If you're a Clippers fan, head on over there. You can put bets on the baseball season. They've got everything there from game spreads to totals to team player and even coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, Chris, the online casino is always open. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I actually got to plug uh, Bet Online really quick too. I have never, I've never been paid out so quickly as I've been paid out on Bet Online. It's, I don't, it doesn't even make sense. Like you can't get paid out quicker going to a casino cage and handing them a ticket, and the guy stares at it for three minutes before he he runs it through the machine. It's crazy. So big props to Dave Mason's guys at Bet Online and paying out lightning quick. Like before I even hit the submit button, you know, I'm getting a notice that that the transfer's gone through. So good on them. You love to hear it. All right. This was a weird year. Well, we're, we're in day seven of 2021, which has already been kind of weird. 2020, I think everyone can acknowledge, was weird in a lot of way that, of course, trickled into both the college and the NFL seasons like no other. We had a game Wednesday afternoon. We had Tuesday evening football. We had football, Chris, NFL football on every single <laughs> week, weekday of the of last year. So just that kind of year. So. A lot of things didn't go as we expected. Let's talk about how we did in our overall season picks. This this was, I believe, an episode back in May or June. We did a bunch of futures for NFL season. Let's talk about it. My season-long totals, I hit on Giants under six and a half wins, just barely, though the Giants made a push in the season there. An easy one here, plus 110. Steelers over nine and a half. That one hit, obviously, in week number 10. Broncos over seven and a half. Lost. This is the bet of the year. We should have been slamming this one. <laughs> Jets. Under seven at even money. They were lucky to win a single game 
unbelievable stuff there. Of course, Adam Gase is fired. And Raiders, under seven and a half wins, lost literally the final second of week 17. I think it was the final game, too, uh, besides Sunday Night Football. The Raiders went for it on two, uh, for 4-2 against the Broncos on the road, got the W after they got the loss in the same exact situation the year before. Here's where it gets fun. MVP long shots, true lock, 100-1, obviously nowhere near there. Stafford, Rivers, both their seasons never got off the ground. Tannehill, I thought it was a pretty good pick, 80-1. to one. He had a very good season, definitely not an MVP contender. But Aaron Rodgers, 22-1. to one. You heard it on this very podcast six months ago. 22-1 to one odds. He is very likely to be the NFL MVP. Rookie of the year stuff. I said take unders across the board for Justin Herbert. That did not hit, obviously. And Tua Tagovailoa. Those are going to be close. J.K. Dobbins, 6-1. to one. I took him to win uh, Rookie of the Year. He had a great end of the season surge there, but uh, is not going to get Rookie of the Year, of course. It's probably going to Herbert or Justin Jefferson. Here we go. My best bet. Justin, or excuse me, Jonathan Taylor, JT, over 750 rushing yards. It looked bleak around week 10, but Jonathan Taylor ends up finishing uh, with over 1,200 yards uh, rushing, 1,500 yards all purpose. 253 yards, Chris, week 17. That is the ninth highest single game total in the history of the NFL. Watch out for that man next year. How did I do for the local teams? Well, we both took Rams under 9.5. We still, uh, we, we almost hit that actually, only one win away, uh, mm-hmm. but. They, of course, made us look foolish. They were a great team this year, and I think they have a chance this weekend to upset the Seattle Seahawks. And then we also took the Chargers under seven and a half wins. That, of course, hit, although it was a rocky, rocky ride if you were betting for or against the Chargers. So, interesting year. I did pretty well with most of my futures here. Um, I, I thought we were going to see more outright cancellations, or really any. We didn't see any cancellations. We saw right. a lot of postponements. Every single game was played, um, and I found myself – putting more weight into COVID news than I probably should have. I think I got lucky a few times. Um, there's, you know, you, when you hear on, on on Thursday, oh my God, Matt Stafford's not going to play. Bam, you go in and put a huge bet on the other team before, you know, if you can still get good odds. Um, and I think, I, I think ultimately that was my detriment this year, uh, if I had one. Um, what are your thoughts here on this season? And tell me, walk me through your, your season-long picks. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Um, I expected more... And I guess we shouldn't be surprised, right, in retrospect. Like, the NFL doesn't care. It's the NFL. It's the shield. They do whatever they want. They march forward no matter no matter what's going on, right? And you saw that, right? It, it was, you know, they'll, they'll move a game uh, to a Wednesday uh, because it needs to get played. And then other times, they'll, you know, they like the contact tracing now for a playoff game. All of a sudden, it's, oh, everybody's fine. No, no, no negative test. Like, I'm not criticizing them. It's just that's how I saw it, is that they didn't care what was going on. The story, the narrative was going to be manipulated to, to fit what they wanted to do when they got it through. Um, but no, as far as I know, no no deaths, no injuries related to anything like that. So so good on the NFL, I think, for marching forward. And I think it was probably good for our good for our psyche, for those of us interested in sports. I did much less well than you on futures. Uh, this is part of the reason why we don't bet them, because we don't have complete information. I had the Cardinals under six and a half. That was an L. Bills under eight and a half. I love the Bills. I think I said this at the time that I really liked them, but they just felt like they were being too much of a darling. Um, Josh Allen looks amazing. That's how you develop a quarterback, Chicago, you idiots. Uh, Broncos, I had over seven and a half, but I said it needed to get better because it was at minus 135. So I technically wouldn't have bet that, but I like to mention it because I said it on the air. Uh, Packers over nine wins was automatic at plus 115. That's kind of like that Jets one. Like why I didn't bet $150,000 on that uh, seems silly. I guess it's because Rodgers was so lackluster. Chargers, this one, you know, makes up for some of those L's. Under seven and a half at plus 139 is pretty tasty. Uh, and then the Pats. I said the same thing last year in the playoffs. 
I said it before the season is you kind of have to see it to believe it before they don't win 10 games. This was the year it didn't happen. Uh, I think we're going to see some prolonged rebuilding there in, in New England. That was a loss. MVP, I just picked I picked three long shots. And, you know, one of them, Derrick Henry at plus 4,000, right? Yeah, uh, he's a finalist, man. If right? he, this was the Heisman, he'd be invited to New York for sure. That's, that's right. So, like, I feel pretty good about that. And then, you know, you talk yourself into it being a good bet. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't light the world on fire and Patrick Mahomes doesn't light the world on fire and they miss a couple games because of COVID or something goes chain, all of a sudden you've got, like, and I think that's what you do on these sorts of things, right? Like, I don't – and season-long bets, um, especially rookie of the year stuff like that or MVP, you know, put 25, put 50 bucks on these on these massive, you know, these massive uh, plus odds, right? I think that's that's part of the fun of it, right? Uh, more than – as good as the money is, right? It's being the one guy to tell all your friends and be like, yeah, I had Derrick Henry. Or like you, I had Aaron Rodgers at plus 22 to 1, right? Like, no problem. So, um my favorite thing of the entire year was the New York Jets employing Adam Gase as punishment for being a bad coach. That was my highlight of the year. Downside of the year was being so, and we've owned this, I think, more than a few times, but being so wrong on, on Justin Herbert was the was the big L I'll take. Yeah, I mean, look, you do this, you do this enough, you make enough picks, uh, you're going to take massive L's. And uh, the ones that admit it are the ones that are telling you the truth. <laughs> the ones that don't talk about their losses uh, are lying to you outright. Yep. So, um, yeah, we're gonna we're all gonna take losses. We took a couple of massive L. I think we we took the same massive L a couple of times with both the Rams, Justin Herbert being bad, both like the Broncos over seven and a half. I guess you know injuries and stuff. Um, and we both thought I think that the Broncos were gonna take that next step. But looking back, I mean that's a, that's a difficult uh, uh, division, and and uh, we'll see if the Broncos get any better next year. All right, so that was. That's how we did on our season-long picks. If, if any of you took these back with us in May or June, please let us know. That would be awesome. Uh, moving on, though, let's talk about Wild Card Weekend. And just for full disclosure, we are recording this uh, Thursday, January 7th, about 8.30 p.m. Pacific time. Um, so hopefully when you're listening to this, uh, you're, you're still able to get these bets in. Uh, but we have a triple header this weekend, Chris, both on Saturday and Sunday, of course, the two additional teams this year for this postseason only. And only one team in each conference gets that first round by. So it's going to be interesting to see um, if, if that's a detriment to a team like the Bills that normally would have a bye this week. Um, we've seen, we see a couple of road teams, of course, as favorites. We see a, a road team as a heavy eight-point favorite. We'll talk about that one. Let's start Saturday morning. This is actually one of my favorite games. Colts, 11-5 Colts at the 13-3 Buffalo Bills. This spread is right around 6.5 right now. It's, I could It could go to 7. The total here is at 51. Both these offenses, of course, firing all cylinders. This one is Saturday morning at 10.05 a.m. What are your thoughts here? Colts at Bills. Yeah, I wish it wasn't kind of the early game because this is one I am uh, kind of looking at the full thing. Maybe the most, I think, going to be the most interesting game. I don't love it because I'm, I'm secretly cheering for the Bills. Uh, not that I have anything against the Colts, but Colts first half money line plus 195. Plus 195? Like pretty evenly matched. Pretty evenly matched. Uh, I know Josh Allen is definitely better than Old Man Rivers, but like, they only got to beat him for a half, right? At plus 195, uh, that's what the numbers are telling me. I think this is going to be a bit of a defensive struggle. I don't think you're going to see a lot of turnovers, but I think you're going to see a couple first downs punt, a couple first downs punt. Um, but I'm looking forward to this game quite a bit. This game should have some fireworks here. Uh, you know, But like I said, both these offenses just really playing some good ball. Uh, no one's really talking about this. Colts offense second half of the year has been dynamite, but... Also, no one's talking about the Colts' defense being yep. pretty porous over the last half of the year. Um, you know, the Colts, really, when they blew that lead to the Steelers, it really showed me kind of a lot about that team. Um, but look, they can run the ball. Jonathan Taylor, as I mentioned, finished on a tear. 
you know, you have a savvy quarterback in Philip Rivers. Of course, this game is probably going to be close because that's all Philip Rivers does is play close games. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and they have an amazing offensive line. So they are a team that's built to certainly compete in the postseason. Frank Reich, I think, is a very good coach. I think Sean McDermott is also a great coach. And I just love this Bills team. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I don't know if I can go over 51 here because I could see this being a blowout. I really can't. But I'm going to take Bills team total over 28-and-a-half. This is a team that goes out and they score at will. And they are just destroying teams, which you know really means nothing now that we're into the postseason. But this is a team that will go out and rout you. Uh, they're not going to let up. They're not a team that just wants to run the ball and, and kill clock. This is a team that wants to score, 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 and score. And they have an offense that lends itself to that. What scares me, of course, Stephon Diggs is questionable. Cole Beasley is questionable. They're not really a team that runs the ball, particularly with any consistency at least. But ultimately, I like this Bills offense to really explode. I like the 6.5. I'm taking it as well, but my official pick here is Bills over 28.5 team total. All right. Moving on to the only Los Angeles team to make the postseason this year, and that is the 10-6 Los Angeles Rams. Great season, of course. Playing familiar foe, division rival, the Seattle Seahawks, 12-4 and this year. The Hawks are 3.5-point home favorites. Very, very, very low total in this one. 42 this one Saturday afternoon at 1.40 p.m. As of this recording, Chris, we do not know if Jared Goff's going to play this game. Uh, he's a, a true game-time decision if what we're hearing is correct. So what are your thoughts here, Rams at Hawks? Yep, and that's I think that's exactly it. Is well, I don't think Jared Goff is necessarily a world beater. There's a reason he's a starter. Um, Seahawks minus three at minus one fifteen feels pretty good. They're playing at home. Uh, obviously, Russell Wilson is super savvy. I do like the Rams, and I like the Rams defense quite a bit. The numbers weren't telling me, but I would if I was a gambling man, and I am. Uh, my official pick is Seahawks minus three, but I wouldn't mind throwing a little Seahawks minus three, maybe with an over. Because I think you're probably going to get good odds on that. But right now, if I can get minus three at minus 115, not knowing if the other team's quarterback is going to play, I'm going to take it. You know, this is a really intriguing one. I, we actually, my group and I, I should say, clarify who we is, may have to be forced really to take the Rams this week because, you know, in Survivor, it's just, it's been so crazy because of these so many bad teams out there, the, you know, the one win Jags, the two win Jets, the four win Bengals, the teams just survived this year, no pun intended. So it's going deep into the postseason. There's 34 teams left in a huge, huge, huge pool. And while we have the Ravens, we have the Bucks. game theory is kind of suggesting to us that we should probably take the Rams because you obviously don't expect them to win and move on to second round and use them there. But there is, you know, about a 40% chance or so that they win this game. Look, historically, Chris, we've talked about this so many times. The Rams play the Seahawks better than probably any team in the NFL. They're not afraid to go up there to Central Link Field in Seattle and, and play that team. Uh, this total being low suggests that Vegas thinks this is going to be a very, very close game. And the Rams defense is, is certainly good enough to just outright be the best unit of the four or the six, I should say, on the field on Saturday. Just outright, outright win the game. You've got elite players in there, Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Been a very pedestrian Seattle offense over the last six to seven weeks. They are not scoring like we saw them do in Seattle in, Seattle in both September and October. So it'll be interesting. It's a very good chess matchup. I kind of like, I think the bet here, honestly, is Rams money line. But ultimately, the pick that I'm going to make here is under 42. I do see this being one of those grinded out games. It could be a 17 to 14 kind of game or even a 14 to 13 kind of game. Um, the Seahawks have shown us that they, unlike the Bills, they do want to be that team that just holds on to a lead and, and, and just, you know, milks the clock away. So I'm taking under 42 here. Let's move on here. Let's talk about the probably the most lopsided 
uh, at least the biggest home underdog that I can remember in in, in very many years. We've got the eleven and five Tampa Bucks <laughs> going against the Washington Football Team seven and nine this year. Of course, winners of the NFC East. Tampa is. Eight-point road favorites in total here is 44-and-a-half. This one's our nightcap on Saturday at 5.15 p.m. I think what I'm excited, most excited about is obviously there's been some, uh, you know, Chase Young saying, uh, you know, I want Tom Brady, right? But what did I – if anybody listened to our crossover episode we did before the season uh, with some of the other Believe hosts, uh, they asked us to do, you know, make like a wild prediction. You know, what would you do for your team? Uh, in my team, we were doing the NFC South. I had the Saints. And I said, do whatever you have to do to get Chase Young so he can go sack Tom Brady three million times. I hope he sacks Tom Brady three million times in this game. Not because I hate Tom Brady or anything, but because he is probably the preeminent outside pass rusher at this moment, even in his rookie year, with a legendary statue of a quarterback. Uh, That's what I'm going to be most excited to watch. I wasn't able to find a Chase Young sack prop. I'm sure it will be there. It will probably be one and a half. Um, just make sure you're not paying like minus 130 or something dumb like that. Make sure it's like minus 110. Take that for funsies because I, I definitely think Chase Young is going to have his hair on fire and it's going to make that happen for himself. The official pick, first quarter over nine and a half at even money. Over nine and a half, even money for the first quarter. Okay, we'll become full circle there. We'll have to hit up. Uh, I think Taylor Davis is on that episode with us. Joe DeLeone, I think, is the other. So nice. I think it was well those four of us. Yeah. Uh, I think, actually, I, ha- I had Tampa uh, in that episode. So, um, yeah, shout out to those guys if they're listening at all. That was a fun episode. That was uh, way back in, gosh, April or something like that. Yeah, so, probably April. Long, Before the draft, months, maybe. A full lifetime ago. <laughs> Basically. Um, all right. This is this is a weird game. Um, first of all, I've got two very weird shades of red in this game. <laughs> I feel like I had to mention that. Uh, I feel like no one's giving Washington football team any sort of chance. Look, they've, they've come out of nowhere to win games just like this many, many times before. Um, they're just like the Seattle Seahawks where they, they play good defense now all of a sudden for the Seahawks, at least an intense defensive front for Washington football team. It's not just Chase Young. You've got, you know, Montez Sweat there. You've got uh, Teron Payne. What a great game, by the way, Montez Sweat. Yes, and they, they have a lot of talent on the defensive line. Uh, they're a team that, that's playing for their coach in Ron Vera. We've talked this many times. They're playing for their quarterback in Alex Smith, certainly to be comeback player of the year. And uh, I like this game to be a lot closer than people think. I don't necessarily think that Washington football team is going to win this game, but I do like them to cover. Uh, but again, I'm taking another under here, 44 and a half. And it may seem like the easy way out, but if you look at the record of unders in wildcard weekend over the years, it, it, it's remarkably, it, it, it hits more often than it doesn't. Um, the only way this doesn't hit, of course, is the Bucs just go out there and destroy Washington football team, yeah. which they can. I could easily see the Bucs winning by, you know, 24 points. And if that's the case, very likely this is going to go over. Um, but I think it's going to be competitive. And if so, this under will hit at 44 half. All right. To Sunday now, we have the 11-5 Baltimore Ravens, three and a half point road favorites at the Tennessee Titans. They're also 11 and a half. The total here is an explosive 54 and a half <laughs> points Sunday morning. What are your thoughts here, Ravens at Titans? Didn't we uh, did we see this movie last year? I felt like we did see this movie last year, Ravens Titans. We did. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think the if I'm the Ravens, right, they need to do what the Titans are going to do to them, which is here have three have 35 doses of Derrick Henry, keep Lamar Jackson off the field. I would do the same thing if I'm the Ravens, keep Derrick Henry off the field, right? You have two solid running backs, right? Give J.K. Dobbins needs to get the ball more, right? You saw it with Jonathan Taylor. Now, I don't think he's quite Jonathan Taylor, but I still think he's damn good. 
And Gus Edwards is a, is a, you know, missile straight ahead. So pound them, pound them, pound them. Do to them what they want to do to you and throw them off their game. Be that as it may, I don't necessarily think the Ravens are going to do that. I think the Ravens are going to go play Ravens football and we're going to do our thing. I'm not sure they learned their lesson from last year. Titans first half money line plus 135. Oh, so tasty plus 135 Titans first half money line. Okay, interesting. Who do you think, just out of curiosity, who do you think is going to win the game? Not necessarily cover, but who do you think is going to win this game? I think the Titans are going to win the game. I think it's just going to be it's going to be the same thing as last year. I don't necessarily – I just don't know that the Ravens are going to learn their lesson, right? Like, I think they're going to try and play – like, get Lamar out there and have him throw the ball and have him run the ball. And the Titans are going to say, okay, but you're not going to get the same 15 possessions you get in a normal game. We're going to give you 10 because – Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, right? I think that's what's going to happen. So I think it'll be a close game, and I think the Titans are going to win it. Um, I just don't see the Ravens changing their game plan. I think they're they're just going to do their thing, and they're going to play Ravens football, right? I like John Hopperell, but he strikes me as the type of guy who's like, we're just going to do our thing, right? Hmm. I, I see Mike Fairbrook as honestly that kind of guy as well. Uh, he will just gr- you know grind Derrick Henry into the ground if that's what yep. it takes to get out a win. Um you know, both these teams have amazing offenses. What I look at anytime I ever watch the Tennessee Titans is that that defense is just so bad. And those types of bad defenses quickly find their demise in the postseason. So I'm not sure necessarily if I um, – I don't disagree with you. I think the Titans, you know, look, they're a team that's built to win the postseason. We saw this last year, as you mentioned. Um, I think they probably have a bit more explosive um, talent at the receiver position and maybe even the quarterback position, at least passing-wise. Uh, with Tannehill throwing to both Corey Davis and obviously A.J. Brown. But the Ravens are playing good ball, man. They, they seem like they turned a corner somewhere around week 13, week 14. J.K. Dobbins, as you mentioned, is the man. Lamar Jackson's got a new swagger to himself here. Look, it's not that long ago that the Baltimore Ravens were favored at home against the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs. So a lot of people really love this team. They had a good season, 11-5 and five here. I, I'm not as down on the Ravens as you are, and I just, I just can't get over how bad the Tennessee defense is. So I'm taking Ravens team total. Over 28 and a half. It's pretty funny. The theme here is unders in the games that I think are to be competitive. And then I'm Details. taking, I'm yeah. taking the, two, the, two, the two offenses that I really like going up against defenses that I have been fading over the last month or so. All right, moving on here. Sunday at 1.40 p.m., your hometown, 8 and 8 Chicago Bears, somehow, by the grace of God, get into the postseason. It was hard to believe, hard, hard to think of, really, even a few short weeks ago. Mitch Trubisky about to get an extension. Matt Nagy about to get an extension. Just, I don't want to get up too much of a tangent here, Chris, but before we, we move on here, I just want to get your thought on something. This kind of has almost a um, a Clay Helton, USC fan <laughs> kind of feel to it. Do, do you see that at all? Are you rooting against the Bears, or, or do you want to see them win? I don't think it matters. Uh, I'll try to be succinct here because there might not be enough time in the day to tell you how I really feel about it. The Bears, right, so Bears ownership, the McCaskies are rich because they own the Bears. It's a little like the buses, right? They don't own industry. They're not a CEO of a company, right? They haven't made a billion and a half dollars working somewhere, right? Their money is the Bears. So with the amount of revenue they've lost this year without having fans in the stands and selling beer and, and, you know, $900 parking tickets and things like that, they are not interested in paying a head coach and a GM to not be a head coach and GM. So what I think you're going to see is Ryan Pace is going to get let go. They're going to bring in a new GM, and they're going to tell him, listen, Nagy's getting one more year. They're going to hope – they're going to try and sign Trubisky to a one-year deal, like approve it one-year deal, uh, probably incentive-laden sort of thing. And uh, the Bears will go 7-9 and nine or 8-8 eight eight next year, and we'll be back in the same spot, and they'll fire Nagy. And, you know, on and on we go. Bears mediocrity and the idiocy that is Chicago Bears fans supporting a team – 
that has no interest in winning. Um, they just want to to make money, and they can. All they have to do is be okay because it's is now that after the Cubs won the World Series, the Bears is the only thing that matters. It's the only thing people care about, and so long as they're competitive, we're going to see the same thing in a row. Over and over again, Mitch Trubisky, not a good quarterback. Matt Nagy, not a good head coach. Uh, Ryan Pace, not a good GM. And yet, here we are talking ourselves into it because uh, the team isn't going to want to fire him because they don't want to pay them to not work. Which means they're probably going to be the Saints this week. Which exactly, and, and we would be vintage. Not only would they beat the Saints, vintage Bears would be like, holy crap, what a dominating performance. Like, the defense has four takeaways, you know, two for touchdowns. Trubisky rushes for 100 yards and a touchdown and, and you know, uh, doesn't throw any – and they just look like we're like, wow, the Bears, right? Um, it would be vintage Bears. And then get stomped into oblivion in the second round. Just, a, you know, just just like you saw a, a redux of what you saw with the Packers game last week. So, uh, I hate this, but this is what the numbers tell me. Bears team total over 17.5 is the bet. Ugh. I just I'm gonna watch this entire game with disgust. If they win, I'm if they win, I'm gonna be disgusted. If they lose, I'm gonna be disgusted. I just it can't win. It just makes me sick. <laughs> All right. Well, those are some great thoughts, some very raw thoughts from Chris. Um, yeah, look this uh, <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna refocus. The Bears have been a lot better team since Trubisky came back. It's kind of hard to believe it, but it's true. Nick Foles was absolutely dreadful. They don't get to this point without Mitch Trubisky. I think that's a completely fair statement. And probably, if he starts all year, they have a better season than 8-8. Eight and eight. So he's not an amazing quarterback. I think he's proven to at least be a fringe NFL quarterback. This is a mobile guy. He can be accurate at times. And when he's hot, he's hot. And that's what he's been uh, for most of the second half. Uh, uh, well, not the second half, but in December uh, when he got that job back. I don't know why, but, you know, look, we've seen the Saints have a propensity for these kind of lapses. And they lost last year in this, pretty much this exact same scenario. Uh, to, uh, it was a much better Minnesota Vikings team. Um, but, of course, the Saints were huge, huge favorites in the NFC last year. Lost at home, round one, to the Vikings. So it could happen again. Of course, he's not going to sneak up on the Saints this time. But they've been a weird team all year. And I don't see this game getting out of hand. So I'm taking Bears plus 10 here. I think they keep it close enough, or they have a chance at a backdoor cover. So I'm taking Bears plus 10. I love that, of course. You can get 10 and a half. All right, moving on to our sixth and final game of the triple header, both days, Saturday and Sunday. This one, it may happen Sunday night. It may happen Monday. It may happen Tuesday. Will it get canceled? You know, the precedent is set to obviously <laughs> just force them to play Sunday night. But, you know, you have a Browns team without, you know, first of all, they haven't made the playoffs in 18 years. Now they don't have a, their head coach. They're probably not going to be able to get him remotely to dial in. Um, you know, their, their quarterback hasn't thrown a ball since last Sunday. They haven't practiced. They're missing several key players. It is a disaster. We don't know here. This line could change a lot, of course, yeah. with key players being out. For the Browns, a lot of people are calling for this game to be postponed, which, you know, they're, they're at least this game is the final one. So what would it really matter if they play Monday night? Whoever wins this game, sure, they'll be at a disadvantage, but they'll move that game to Sunday. And honestly, it's probably going to be better for the overall product of the NFL. But, of course, this is a big precedent that they have to set here, whether or not they move this game or not. At the current moment when we're recording this on Thursday evening, this game is being played Sunday night. The Steelers are six-point home favorites. Of course, these two teams taped last week, even though, of course, the Steelers benched almost everyone. This total is at 47. This is a as, as bizarre of a game that you've seen in as bizarre of a season. What are your thoughts here, Browns and Steelers? Yeah, I don't think you've seen quite a team. I mean, as much as the Bears backed into the playoffs, if you could back in any more than they did. The Steelers also did a tremendous backing in in the last five games of the season. 
Uh, yeah, a lot of unknowns here. So I don't want to take anything kind of too much uh, individual team related. Uh, and as far as pricing goes, over nine and a half in the first quarter for a total. I'm just going to hope that the lack of practice has made some scheming not go so well. And, and defenses are very scheme reliant. And you're going to see some points get put up in that first quarter. But this should be interesting. I think you're right. For the sake of the product, move it to Monday night, and then you can move the second game if you need be. And, like, so be it if the winner is at a slight disadvantage because they didn't get an extra, you know, 18 hours off in between their games. Like, that's the cost of doing business. You're a professional. Suck it up. Uh, but over nine and a half in the first quarter, I think we might see a, a, a sloppy game here. It could be very, very sloppy. And, uh, you know, am I crazy to like the Browns here? It's It sounds even coming out of... <laughs> Not the way the Steelers have played the last few weeks. But, you know, it's really about fading the Steelers. And, and I can remember, uh, I think it was Titans-Bills, right? It was our first real COVID scare. And, you know, the, the Titans didn't play all, all... Or they didn't practice all week. And there was all these pictures about them practicing on high school fields and breaking all these protocols. And they missed a couple of players. And, oh, man, I took the Bills so confidently that night. I think it was like a Tuesday night game. It was our first one of the year. Um, and the time just came out and, and just killed them. And it just kind of showed me like, wow, did I, again, did I overvalue this COVID news? Did I overthink that if you can't practice, you can't possibly have the offensive rhythm? I mean, they went out there and just smashed them. These are professional athletes. We don't know who's going to play. Obviously, that's a huge, huge, huge factor. Not having your coach is, is a really, really big deal. But these guys may actually uh, be galvanized by this. And, and I can totally see them at least keeping this a game. And, and I can see them winning this game outright as well. But I'm going to go ahead and buy, half, uh, buy a full point here. I'm taking Browns plus seven at minus 130. I don't think the Steelers team is good enough to blow this team out, although things can change very quickly. TJ Watson to get after um, uh, Baker Mayfield. And I think they're missing uh, one of their interior offensive linemen for sure as well. But I do like the Browns here. Plus seven. Which brings us to best bet time here, Chris. I have a tease, and teases in the postseason have been very, very profitable uh, throughout the last several years here. I'm taking Bills, of course, basically money line minus half a point, and Bucks minus two. This is one of those teasers I think you need to max bet on. I could see the Bucks not covering two. I can, I, I really can't see the, the Bills not winning this game. So I'm taking very confidently Bills minus half point, Bucks minus two teaser. That is my best bet for Wild Card Weekend. What is yours? Same thing with you. I'm doing a teaser, and this is going to feel like a shameless plug. I promise you it is not a shameless plug. The reason I don't have it up yet is because the big brains at Edgefinder Sports have to do some, some button mashing and some number crunching uh, to get what we're going to do. But check out our we'll, – we'll post the pick probably 90 minutes, two hours before the games kick off. Go to Twitter, at Edgefinder Sports. we got a green E with a white background. You'll see us. We'll be posting the teasers of what we're going to take. There could be some open spots involved. And what open spots mean is that you take a couple games this week and then you have an open spot to fill next week or the week after with things. But we promise you this will be the most price-advantaged, valued-advantaged bet you can make for this weekend. So stick with us and check it out. It will be well worth your while. We have been doing quite well uh, with our piggy banks here the past couple weeks on teasers. All right, so tease the heck out of this week, and that's all I can say. Uh, it's been a fun one. This was uh, episode 69, believe it or not, of Believe in Betting LA. Any final thoughts here, Chris? So I don't, this isn't depressing, right? This is what I call a champagne problem. But much of what we do at Stag Capital is betting online. And betting online, we you know, partake in quite a bit of Bitcoin this way and the other, right? Depositing, withdrawing, and Bitcoin. 
Bitcoin has been on a tear. We are going to make more money via Bitcoin and just money that we haven't deposited yet than we are sports gambling, which just goes to show you, uh, you never quite know what is going to happen. So uh, <laughs> keep your, I'm not telling anybody to invest in Bitcoin. It's just uh, the irony of, of all the work we spend on trying to figure out how, you know, how to bet games and what to do. Uh, it's the passive thing that we never thought about that is actually going to, to make us the money. Hey, however you can get the gains is, is all that really matters. I mean, that's that's pretty awesome, actually. You lucked into an additional gain off of your original gains. So uh, that's beautiful. That's that's really symbiotic. All right. Well, this was Believe in Betting LA, episode 69. Of course, the Rams have a huge game on Saturday. Thanks for listening for Edge Fighter Sports, for Bet Online, for the Believe Podcast Network. For Chris Lord, I'm Sam Maxwell. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.